Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Chatillo Coster. On last week's episode, we chatted about all the ways you can grow your business in 2022 and how to identify which KPIs you can leverage in your business to hit the heights you're trying to reach. Today's episode is sort of a companion to that, but it's coming at you in my classic tough love style because we're going to be focusing on how you might be getting in your own way when it comes to your business growth. And I share these things not to make you feel like shit, to feel defeated, to tell you you're not a good business owner or anything like that. It's to remind you how important it is that you as a business owner evolve with the business landscape as it changes around you. That this world owes us nothing. That having a successful business is a privilege, not a right. And that we truly do hold the cards and the power to build up the success that we want to achieve. Now, that is certainly not to say some of us aren't up against bigger hurdles than others. Minority-owned companies, whether based on our skin color, sexual orientation, even gender. It can definitely be harder to grow because we don't all get the same opportunities as our majority counterparts. But there is a lot of proof out there that it can be done. And the thing that truly sets apart the successful from the not-so-successful is the practice of taking full ownership over our success. So today I wanted to share some of the most common things I hear and see from small business owners that are likely getting in the way of them finding the success they want. And before I dive into those, I just want to share what prompted me to create this episode in the first place to set the stage. Just last week, I launched my brand new membership for e-commerce entrepreneurs, The Lounge. And for that launch, I taught a three-day workshop called Confused to Conversion, where we covered business planning, email marketing, and Facebook ads. The entire workshop was held inside a private Facebook group, and one of the entry questions was, what do you think is the number one thing holding you back from reaching your goals? And I had a few options that people could pick from. Number one, I need to level up my skill set in things like email marketing, Facebook ads, etc. Number two, accountability to get things done. Number three, building my team. I can't do it all. Number four, people to bounce ideas off of. I'm always in my own head. And number five, the damn algorithm. I can't get my content in front of enough people. Before I go into the results of those answers, know that this isn't a perfect science as some people did put in their own answers versus choosing from the list. And of course, I understand that when presented with an idea, we're more likely to choose it. But I still thought the answers were pretty telling and I wanted to share. And disclaimer, I am not knocking anyone here. We are all human and need to throw ourselves a pity party once in a while. 
But it's important that we have these conversations and get real with ourselves so we can get out of our own damn way and hit those big ass goals we're trying to hit. So the good news is that 38% of respondents did say they need to level up their skill set in things like email marketing, Facebook ads, etc. I was really pleased to see that because it shows me that they're taking responsibility for their success and are ready to put in the work to get to the next level in their business. What I was a bit disappointed to see was that 17% of respondents blamed their lack of success on the damn algorithm and that they couldn't get their content in front of enough people. And while I certainly do understand where they're coming from, because I too have cursed the damn algorithm, the truth is, if we just sit back and blame outside forces for being responsible for our lack of success, we'll never be able to reach the goals we're trying to reach. I mean, when you think about Blockbuster and how quickly they seemingly went downhill after the introduction of online streaming, what do you think to yourself? Do you say, oh, poor Blockbuster, Netflix put them out of business? Or do you say, well, Blockbuster, you should have jumped on the streaming bandwagon and maybe you'd still have a viable business today. Now, of course, their demise is not quite as simple as that, as outlined in a documentary about it, The Last Blockbuster, which is streaming on Netflix, ironically enough. But it was definitely a contributing factor. That and a lot of bad management decisions. And by the way, if you've got an hour and 20 minutes to spare, I recommend you watch it because it has a lot of business lessons in it including how the one store that does still exist managed to survive. And sure, it's not the perfect comparison because you're talking about a huge corporate company who you might not even feel bad for because they were likely responsible for putting a lot of small guys out of business along the way. But I use extremes to make it easier to illustrate ideas. My point here is that there are always going to be things outside of our control in your business. Our industries are going to evolve, consumer behavior and tastes are going to change, new competitors and copycats are going to emerge, but none of those reasons alone are enough to take us out. It's up to us to stay one step ahead, to be ready to pivot at a moment's notice, to keep our fingers on the pulse of what's happening around us, and to ultimately take ownership over the success and failure in our businesses. And while talking to so many e-commerce business owners, reading what they share on social media, listening to their struggles and why they think they're not hitting their goals, I see a lot of the same complaints that I really just want to remove from your thought process and realize that you do have more control than you feel like you do. So here we go. The five things that are holding you back from reaching your goals. Number one is expecting what worked five years ago, a year ago, or even just a few months ago to continue working today. We've already talked a little bit about how quickly things change, but it's so important for us to remember, especially when it comes to social media. When Instagram first started, it was easy to get a lot of organic reach just with a few simple hashtags. There was even a time when you could buy a sponsored post on a meme page or an interest page and get a bunch of new eyeballs on your business. But that's not really a thing anymore. When Reels first started, it was easy to go viral. And now, while they still get more organic reach than a static post, it's not quite the silver bullet it once was. And the same was true for Facebook pages back in the day, right? If you start a page today, it's rare that you can get visibility there without paying to play. At the height of the pandemic, Clubhouse was the new shiny object, and as a service provider and educator, it was a great place for me to connect with and reach new e-commerce business owners. 
once they opened up access to everyone versus just having it be by invite only, it got flooded with users and conversations about NFTs, which really changed the dynamic on the platform. And maybe they changed something in their algorithm because that's all I ever saw in my hallway. I can't remember the last time I even logged in. I'm still grateful to have had my time on the platform because I met some awesome people in my space that turned into biz friends and even some new community members who I now get to support. But it was all about getting the best out of the platform while I could and then moving on. And this is true even outside of social media. Marketing in general, no matter the medium, they all have the opportunity to have their place in your business, but the way you execute it may have to change. Your expectations on what you're going to get out of that platform might need to change. What used to lead directly to sales may be more of a branding exercise now. And of course, you never have to do all the things, and I don't recommend that you do, But whatever you end up continuing with, just understand that the outcome might be different today than it was a few years ago. Which leads me to the next thing that might be getting in the way of your success, and that is feeling entitled to more reach on social media. Platforms like Facebook and Instagram owe you nothing. If you think back to marketing before social media and even the internet, there was no free way to get your business in front of your perfect customers. Companies did things like direct mail, TV, radio ads, print ads, and magazines and newspapers. Then came the internet and email marketing and social media. A place where you could reach the masses for very little to no money. I mean, it's a freaking privilege to have these platforms. And if you were to start a social media platform today, what would you do to make money? Would you charge your users or would you charge the people who wanted to reach them? Real talk here. Anyone who is mad at Facebook for charging people to get reach on their platform is like just kidding themselves. I'm not saying Facebook doesn't have their issues and shouldn't be held responsible for some of the shit they pull. And yes, there's definitely some corporate greed going on there. That's probably an understatement. But they're a business like the rest of us, and they need funds to keep their platforms up, to keep innovating, to create more tools to help you reach all of their users and to keep those users on their platforms longer so that you can reach them. And you know what? You get to vote with your dollars. You don't have to pay to play with them if you don't want to, and you're entitled to make that decision. But to sit around being annoyed that you can't get any organic reach is just a waste of your energy, energy that you could be using elsewhere in your business. Even with the lounge, the membership program, Initially, we launched it with a private Facebook group to manage the community aspect of the program because we know so many of us are already on there. And while groups probably have the best organic reach on Facebook, they are still somewhat algorithmic. And I knew that the reach to my members would be limited. So instead of sitting around and crying about it, I moved the entire program to a different platform that would better serve my needs. And yeah, I have to pay for it. But Facebook isn't my intern which, by the way, unpaid interns aren't even legal in some states anymore. It's not Facebook's job to create a great experience for my members, and especially not for free. There's no reason why we should feel that way. And honestly, while you're unlikely to get the organic reach of yesteryear, there is still an opportunity to get organic reach. But it's usually our content that is the culprit. The algorithm works based on feedback from its users, 
If they engage with something, the platform shows it to more people. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I had a post a couple of weeks ago that actually got more reach to non-followers than it did to my followers because it was a good post with a good hook. The leading image in the carousel said, Facebook ads don't work anymore. The post went on to debunk that myth, but it caught people's attention. Did that post revolutionize my business overnight? No. Did it get me in front of some people who had never heard of me before? Yeah. Did it get more listeners to the podcast episode I was promoting? Yeah. It had a specific job to do, and it did it. If we could manage our expectations and see what all the activities in our business have to offer, how they can contribute to our business and utilize them to our advantage without expecting them to do all of the work for us, it's going to give us much better results and a lot less stress when it comes to meeting our goals. And this entitlement is not limited to social media. Number three on the list of things that are getting in your way is being mad about the commission fees other platforms charge you to sell on them. Now, let me preface this by saying, yes, all of these platforms have their issues and they certainly aren't saints, but to feel like you're getting robbed by platforms that charge you 5, 10, or 15% to sell on them, you're just looking at it the wrong way. If you were to go and open a brick and mortar store, would you expect to not pay rent? I mean, when you go and open a store in a shopping mall or even a shopping center or strip mall, part of what you are paying for is the foot traffic and visibility that being in that area will give you. When you buy any sort of media, whether it's a radio ad, a billboard, a podcast ad, or print ad, you're paying for the number of potential eyeballs that are going to see or hear it. When you put your product in a grocery store, you pay for the shelf space. When you see a product featured in a show or a movie, those brands paid for that placement. The fees that you pay to these platforms are for the opportunity to get in front of the large shopping base that they built up. And unlike all those other paid placements I mentioned, the majority of what it costs you is only charged once you actually sell something. It's essentially like having a fully commissioned salesperson. Yet so many of us get annoyed that they want to take their cut. And if that's you, then you frankly have two options. You can change your mindset or you can just not sell on them. Like with many other things in life, you get to vote with your dollars. And if you don't want to give that platform your money because you don't like what happens in the end, you don't have to. But to expect them to give you that space for free on their platform isn't very fair on your part either. And of course, I don't ever recommend that you build your entire business on rented land, and that's a conversation for another day, but I also don't think you should expect to get that land for free. The other thing I see getting in the way of your success, not focusing enough on email marketing. When someone joins my free Facebook group, the e-commerce badassery crew, one of the questions I ask is, what email marketing platform are you using? And so many people who join say they don't have an email platform or that they don't do email marketing. And I have to just assume that these people have never listened to my podcast or don't follow me on Instagram because if you do, you know how important email marketing is, right? And if you don't, I'm here telling you again, I'm not going to go into all the things about email marketing here, but I'll put some links in the show notes for you in case you want to dive into that more. But friend... Email is truly where it's freaking at for e-com. And you know what? It might not be that way forever. And yes, there are other mediums like SMS that have grown exponentially over the last two years, but email is not dead. 
And until it is, I'm going to keep encouraging you to take advantage of it. Not only do you get better reach on email than you do on social, but it also converts better because it's a warmer audience. And even more important than that is the fact that it's the only marketing medium aside from SMS that you truly own. Your email list, it goes with you everywhere. If your email marketing platform goes away, you can take it to another one. If Instagram shuts down, you've lost those people and you have to start from scratch somewhere else. Now, of course, if you have built up a brand and have recognition in the space, it's a lot easier to start from scratch, which is also on my list today. Now, branding could be an entire episode on its own, but there's a very specific reason why I wanted to make sure I mention it today. And that is when you are going through this journey of e-commerce entrepreneurship and things get tough, you feel like the algorithm hates you. You feel like you already used every trick in the book, but your business still isn't growing. You feel like the novelty of your product has worn off. It's your brand and the reason why you started your business in the first place that will be your saving grace. In simpler terms, number five on the list is you forgot why you started this business to begin with. I was talking to someone a few weeks ago who had sort of hit a plateau in her business. I've been a longtime customer of hers, and while we hadn't talked a bunch one-on-one, I was pretty familiar with her brand and her journey. And this one-on-one conversation was really due to being formally introduced through a mutual acquaintance, and she just, you know, reached out to me to say hello and talk about some of the things that she was struggling with. And after talking to her for a bit and giving her some of my thoughts and ideas, at the end of the conversation, I said, now that we've been talking for a while, I think I can bring the real talk to you. You are so much in your head about this and totally spinning your wheels. You need to take a step back, get that high-level view of your business, and lean back into why you started this brand in the first place, what it represents for you and the people who buy your shit. Get back to being that unapologetic you who shouts your shit from the rooftops. Get people excited about your brand and how they feel when they buy and wear your stuff. When you build a brand, When you have a message and something that you stand for, it becomes the North Star of your business. So when you start to feel overwhelmed, like you're getting off track, like you don't know where to go next, you find that North Star and you just keep moving in that direction. You follow the yellow brick road and it will take you back home. When you've got that sort of clarity in front of you, all the other things, the platforms you're on, the social media content you create, the partnerships you explore... They all serve that North Star, that mission, that message, and it reignites the passion. Business is fucking hard sometimes, and we can lose the drive we once had when we run into all of these little obstacles and we feel like we're losing control. But when you have that thing to hold on to, that mission to achieve, the passion you had when you first started your business, that energy becomes infused into everything you do, which ultimately brings you more of the results that you are looking for. Yes, you still have to work for it. You still have to change with the times. You still have to pay to play sometimes. But your passion will shine through all of that, making it more successful than if you just approached it as a necessary evil in your business. (sighs) Today was a big one. And honestly, it got a little more real than I expected it to. If you didn't already know, I actually script all of my podcast episodes before I record them. 
It helps me make sure I hit all the points I want to hit, I explain things the way I want to explain them, and it makes the recording process way easier because I tend to lose my train of thought, trip over my words, and my mind has a way of going blank. (laughs) And while I always have the main topic and general outline in my head before I sit down to write them, they sometimes go off a little bit, maybe more in depth or more tough love focused or blunt than I expect, and this was definitely one of those episodes. But you know what? That's who I am, and that's what you come to me for, right? To just tell you like it is. And sometimes we all need that little kick in the pants to get our shit right. And what better time than the start of the new year? And I know it might be hard to hear. I get it. I've got some of my own shit I need to get real with myself about in my business too. But this is how we grow. This is how we do better. And if we only surround ourselves with people who tell us what we want to hear, we have no shot in hell to truly build the type of business we want to build. And on that note, that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you got a shit ton of value from today's episode. And if you're one of those people who sometimes needs a good kick in the ass, remember to come back to this one when you need it and check the show notes for some other episodes you might want to listen to. I'm so excited to see what you guys build this year. And I'm so grateful to even just be a tiny little part of that. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a kick-ass week, and I'll see you on the flip side, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.